is a clear piece of glass as you can see. I got some water in my hand. I'm gonna pour it on here. You see that? Look, it's gonna freeze instantly. You see it crystallizing right there. This cold is absolutely no joke. I'm gonna pour a little water on Barbie's hair. We'll give it a few seconds and you'll see how fast her hair is going to freeze out here. One man actually turned this super frozen banana into a makeshift hammer. Okay, this, this, um, this didn't teach me how cold it is, but it did teach me how weird this guy is. His wife is probably like, honey, can you shovel the driveway? And he's like, I can't, I'm testing different fruits to see if they can be hammers. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Man, I saw that video yesterday of a guy walks out with a pot of boiling water, and he throws it up in the air, and it just immediately turns into, I don't know. Like steam, I guess? Vapor, yeah. crystal, yeah, little, something. Little it frozen droplets. Goes, well, yeah, exactly. And and uh, Lake Michigan it looks like a boiling witch's cauldron right now. We're witnessing what the world will look like would look like if we had a completely without different the thanks of donald trump to warm it up around the world <laughs> right think of the service that's being done a little gratitude right yeah. that would be appreciated uh, yeah it's amazing i though. joke i kid <laughs> uh, the the fact that we're in you know what scientists call the goldilocks zone we're just close enough to the sun to be warm enough but not too warm and, and cool but not too cool it's amazing what would the world look like if it were usually 40 below zero it, w- it would look very different. You're right. It does, isn't that fascinating to you? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently you are absolutely right. Lacks the childlike wonder I bring to the show. <laughs> so, uh, the topic, it would seem I mean, like... Lakes would be steaming all the time. Wouldn't that be cool? Feel like a steamy lake? Just for instance, Barbie's hair would be frozen all the time. We're not the first to say... It looks like the topic, one of the topics, if not the topic, for the 2020 presidential election is going to be health care. I suppose we should hope that it continues to be, because if it's not, it's because some calamity has occurred Durr. that's pushed it off the top. Yeah, that's you know, one way to look at it. A foreign war, a depression, or whatever else. Permanent but, 40 below with steaming lakes. But if something, sort of if something awful doesn't happen, this whole health care thing with... You know, the the current leader on the on the Democratic side saying we should do away with private insurance companies. Major. Oh yeah. Major proposal. Absolutely crazy. Um so we're going to talk about that a lot more tomorrow with the smartest guy we know on this topic. Craig the Obamacare lawyer. Yep. And uh we'll get into what that would look like. He really needs a new name, I think, cuz Obamacare's kind of weathered. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. not the topic exactly. Just healthcare lawyer. Yeah. 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 He knows more about it than anybody I know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he can actually communicate like a regular human being, which is you know, fabulous for radio guests. So we'll talk about the, you know, who's right? Um, uh, Harris, who I believe just threw that off the top of her head and didn't think about it. Uh, or Schultz, who as a businessman has thought about it. And, and Bloomberg, who say it will cost us trillions of dollars and bankrupt the country and is undoable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Oh, I just, I absolutely love to hate Kamala Harris pitching the idea that <laughs> the, the filling out forms and saying, why isn't this covered? And and it, that'll end. Yeah, you'll be doing the same thing to the government, but they'll have zero accountability. Do you ever do your they'll taxes? They'll spit at you. They'll, they'll tell you, take you and your sick kid, get out of here. Oh. Do you ever do your taxes? Do you ever, ever have any forms to fill out? Ever go oh. to the DMV? Any forms do you have to fill out going to the DMV? Do you ever make a mistake and have them yell at you like you're a stupid child? 
That'll be with a sick kid in your arms. But uh, yeah, well, anyway, so we'll be talking about that. Also, well, actually, it's uh, we're blessed, Jack, he says sarcastically, that our wise and benevolent legislators will be working on this issue because you have this sort of thing. House Democrats have unveiled, unveiled a new border security plan that contains zero money for physical barriers along the U.S.-Mexico divide. So not the $5.7 billion. <laughs> no, not like $50 to buy some wire to fix some chain link where somebody cut it. Zero dollars. It was their opening bid in a bipartisan House-Senate negotiation. That was hours after the president dug in on his conditions uh, for signing off on a deal, writing on Twitter the lawmakers would be wasting their time if they're not considering a wall or physical barrier on the southern border. Okay. You know you know what hasn't been reported but in a couple of media places? That the president's proposal is very, very specific um, where the fence, additional fence or wall or barrier or whatever, where it's going to be, how much it's going to cost in that area, where it's repairs, where it's new lengths, and that sort of thing. The $5.7 billion did not come out of nowhere. It's a specific plan. Okay, but um, that's the reality of it. I, don't, I, don't, I think the Democrats are hoping we don't ever have to get to the reality of it. And th- if it's just the politics of it, they pr- pretty clearly won. And I think I think Nancy Pelosi's calculus is I don't understand why I don't have the same hand in three weeks that I get to play again, and he's got the same hand in three weeks, and he has to play his hand, and I win again. So right. why do I budge? Well, I think work, that's her calculation. They're working the politics hard as they can. But doesn't that make sense as a calculation? Yeah, yeah I think so. You you right. you want to shut down the government again and have people blame you and your poll numbers go down? Hers went down, too, by the way. Yeah. But you don't have to care what your poll numbers are when you're Speaker of the House. But hers went down, too. Especially in a safe district, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, she is Bill Belichick-like, thinking uh, you can't move the needle enough in three weeks to get me into trouble. So she's, you know, playing kind of a prevent defense, not doing anything. Um, I will tell you this. The president is going to do the State of the Union address, though, during that three-week period. In fact, it's in, what? Tuesday night! Four days, or whatever it is from now. Um uh, so it'll be interesting if that moves the needle a bit. I uh, I, I wonder. It. There have been a, a handful of times that I thought the president had just a beautiful opportunity to uh, unleash some real wisdom and persuasive stuff on the American people, and his people dropped the ball. I think the messaging has been mediocre. Um, I'll be really interested to see how it goes in the State of the Union address, because I think... Like we were talking about abortion earlier, and how if you just look at the American people and what they believe, the consensus is utterly clear that most people, you know, they'd prefer there not be abortions, but in the first trimester, we get it, you know, two-thirds of people say, yes, it should be legal. Then uh, it it flips during the second trimester, and then practically nobody wants abortion in the third trimester. Even Democrats. Well, likewise, border security, the, the number of Americans who say fences and walls where it makes sense radars or people or drones or, 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 you know, highly trained attack llamas or whatever the hell else. Dogs you know. or bees or dogs that shoot bees out of their mouth when they bark. Exactly. Um, whatever is appropriate. If you were to present it to people like that and say, yes, I've been talking about a wall or fences or whatever, but I just want them where they make sense, too. And I think it ought to be here, here and here. And it's going to cost five point seven billion dollars. The percentage of Americans who agree that there have to be physical 
barriers as part of border security, it's vast. I mean, I don't I don't have it in front of me, but it's a vast number. It takes a CNN saying, what do you think of the president's border wall? A coast-to-coast, 30-foot concrete edifice. It takes wording it that prejudicially to get a negative result. So I think if the president and his people are on their game, man, I think they can move the needle Tuesday night. But I stand ready to be disappointed. Now, I don't like his chances, unfortunately, even though all the facts are on his side. But to me, to my mind. I'm looking at this uh, piece in the Washington Post about the negotiations. Right in the middle of it is a big ad for hamburgers. And it's making me really hungry. Uh, so That's effective advertising. If they can get Smell-O-Vision going, forget it. I'd already be uh, on the line. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine Smell-O-Vision. I'd already be begging Sean to run for burgers. They've been promising that when I, since I was a kid. Smell-O-Vision? Yeah. Right. So if you could, that Food would be where it mattered the most. Oh, God. Yeah, but if you're watching like a sports game, would you get like sweat? And, and we go live now to the post game locker room. Yeah, oh, nasty. Turn on the vent. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, teacher, leave kids alone. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. Which America? The Armstrong and Getty Show. Steve Bannon, like me, uh, admires AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, without having any interest in any of her political beliefs. Sure. Uh, She has what I call gameness or competitive heart, he said. The combination of grit, determination, fighting spirit that you can't coach. Either to have it or you don't, and she has it big league. I don't think there's any disagreeing with that. Nope. She's a scrapper. Oh, yeah, and the and the whole day one camping out in Nancy Pelosi's office as a protest, I yeah. don't care if you don't put me on whatever committees. Right. It's not what I came here for. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, um, no kidding. We need more of that absolutely. on all sides. Shake that bastage up. That's what I say. Um, and bastage being... Washington, D.C. So San Francisco may become the first city to ban facial recognition tech, which is kind of interesting. That's interesting as the state of Washington has banned dwarf tossing. Back to you. They're not going to toss themselves. Landed a free my ass. Yeah. Am I doing That's it right? Right. I said, right? I thought this was America. I guess I'm wrong. Uh, I thought that was a thing like 20 years ago. How do you ban that, though? How, I'm how, sorry. I, you've got, you have important things to talk about. And I, here yeah, I bring yeah. up this I get, stupidity, I, I and I get, apologize. I won't get hung up on it, but if that if that adult citizen of this country says, "Yeah, that's okay," if they throw me, I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Then what's the government doing saying no? I know it's it's disgusting. It we're infantilizing ourselves as a people. But um, facial recognition, that aside, Tom Friedman in the New York Times going through some of the the ways. Can you use? That technology to identify a dwarf who's flying through the air. 
<laughs> not in San Francisco. So Tom Friedman in the New York Times, long column about this and how deep is the, might be the word of the year and all these deep, deep this and deep that when it comes to technology. Um, deep fakes, the big term. At armstrongandgetty.com, we have this video that's going around, around, going around right now of Steve Buscemi, the actor, his face on Jennifer Lawrence's body. It's got her hair. But it's it's much more seamless than any of these I've ever seen before. Yeah, it's, it's very very good. Still weird looking, and I haven't heard the voice. Sean says the voice was pretty impressive. Well, so it's, it's using her. her it's yeah, her it's voice. just it's just her press conference answering questions after an award show. The only difference is it's Steve Buscemi's face coming out of his mouth, which obviously opens up to all kinds of possibilities for hijinks or problems. Oh yeah, yeah, out and out fraud with uh, enormous consequences. Tom Friedman in the New York Times talks about how scientists and doctors can now find a needle in a haystack the way they never could before with artificial intelligence and computers' abilities. Facial rec- recognition technology where he has been able to dispense with his uh, card at the office, the security gate, and his face lets him in. Uh, Deep Mind, artificial intelligence arm of, uh, of a Google company that not only can beat any human at chess, but beat any human at AlphaGo, which is a much, much more complicated game, I'm told. I've never played it. Yeah, so the the like chess is to checkers as go is to chess. Uh, the the same thing. DeepMind actually just did a video game thing where they took on some pro gamers in the StarCraft game. I just watched that earlier this week too. I'm a guy who's barely mastered toss across, so <laughs> shoots and ladders. Be playing go anytime soon. There's some other game called Alpha Zero that's the most oh, complicated please. game ever. And nobody anyways, even understands how to play it. Nobody can beat the computer at that. Right. Uh, companies using virtual agents. Have you done this where you called a, called some company and you get obviously a computer Yes. Um, saying, what is your problem today? Is right. it billing or is it service? Yes. And you say it's billing. Is the billing too fast? You know, and, and I Talking just, to blank and robots, and that's I'm, my problem. <laughs> and I immediately think, how do I get to a human? Because right. this is going to take me the rest of my life. But he said, we're very close to the point where, they're gonna, where it's going to be so good, it will be better than a human because they have access to more information more quickly can fix it more quickly mm-hmm. and it'll probably be so good that they'll have to, re- to they'll have to introduce themselves as a machine they'll have to sen- self-identify as machines because you won't be able to tell the difference right we're real close to that i'm sure that's true right which is a little troubling if you found if you thought you were having a conversation with this guy jim who's being very helpful for a while and then you realize it's a computer man that would break my brain right if i talked to somebody for like five minutes you know, about my kids, my bills, my problems here, and how things, what's the weather there? And then pretty soon I realize it's a computer. I should, ah! I should probably mention I'm an artificial voice. Ooh. Cracks a joke or something. Yeah, that's going to happen in my lifetime, and that's going to be freaky, man. And this is the third time I've, I've called about this billing problem. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I know what you're saying. By the way, I'm a computer. Yeah, and freak you out. It uh, reminds me of the hilarious prank from the uh, 80s slash 90s where... Some uh, some people's uh, answering machine would be, hello? Yeah, hey, how's it going? This is actually a recording. Please leave it. Oh, <laughs> hilarious at the time. Hilarious. Really? Really got us through those H.W. Bush years. <laughs> Seriously, you have a long conversation and it turns out to be a computer. That I think that would disturb me to my core. And that's probably <laughs> probably within 10 years, if not faster. He was at Davos. That's where all the billionaires get together and all the people that run the world, Bilderberg Group, etc. Oh, yeah. As I heard one person describe it, where 50 private jets descend on one city to talk about global warming issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got Mr. Burns, Bob Dole, Krusty the Clown. They're all there. Count Dracula. Um, but he said these various technology firms 
where a couple of years ago they were talking about 5 to 10% goals of reducing the workforce with artificial intelligence are now saying, I think we can get down to 1% of the people that we have <laughs> in the near future, uh, which is troubling. And all this is happening incredibly fast. Uh, incredibly fast. Also getting into deep fakes, as we were just discussing, and the FBI laid out the other day that pretty soon they're going to be so good you can't tell the difference. Was that actually the president talking to Putin, or is that completely made up? And what if it was real and the president claims it was made up? I mean, so then, you, then you know, it's going to get very confusing very quickly. Are there people smart enough to de- be developing tests, protocols, algorithms? I don't even know what you'd call it. To look at the zeros and the ones, because it's all digital. Can they identify, I mean, it's like when an art expert uh, puts a microscope to a Van Gogh, and they can tell from the brush strokes if it's actually Van Gogh or not, or Van Gogh, for those who insist on authenticity. Um, Will they be able to look at the zeros and ones in the code for a video and immediately say, oh, that's fake? I hope so. Somebody will figure that out. Yeah, yeah, and of course the bad guys will... Work as hard as they can to you know cover their tracks, but. right? That's coming in my lifetime too. But so is maybe surveillance capitalism, which is the entire point of this overly long lead-up that I just hit you with. Surveillance capitalism. Surveillance you say. capitalism, which is really troubling and is probably coming our way, and we'll get to it. Uh, but first, we have Marshall's news coming up. What are you going to be talking about, Marshall? Well, the Trump Pelosi border battle on again, big time. How much money would it take for you to stop using Facebook for a year? And we've got a new report about shark attacks that will surprise you. <laughs> if they're attacking on land, that would surprise me. Land Other shark. that, no. Andy Graham. Flowers for you. Stay tuned. Marshall's News coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So that whole build-up I just hit you with about how advanced technology is uh, infiltrating all parts of our life and uh, going forward so fast you can't even hardly wrap your head around it leads to this idea of the age of surveillance capitalism. As described in the New York Times by Tom Friedman. Sounds a little science fictiony, but I'll explain it here in about, uh, I don't know, 12 minutes. All right. It's something, I'll tell you that. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Meanwhile, President Trump is renewing warnings about border security and large migrant caravans heading our way. He was tweeting this morning, quote, More troops being sent to the southern border to stop the attempted invasion of illegals through large caravans into our country. We've stopped the previous caravans, and we will stop these also. With a wall, though, it would be so much easier and less expensive being built exclamation point. USA Today reporting the president's launching a three-week PR blitz on a border wall with the possibility of another trip to the border. That push is also going to include a Super Bowl Sunday interview and next week's State of the Union address. You know, we still have the State of the Union situation where we may have, for the first time, serious booing going on. I'll be surprised if we don't. Heckling. Is, is, unruliness. Is Nancy going to say, look, no booing? That's not what we do. It's not going to look good. She has, does she even have that kind of control? Does she even want to say that? And then once one side, whichever side starts right. booing or doing whatever, then it's just, who knows where it goes from there. And then Trump, with some off-the-cuff comments. Oh, <laughs> Could be boy. very exciting. Yeah, because he will punch down. Wow. Oh, sure. 
Following his series of tweets this morning, Speaker Nancy Pelosi was out and about talking with reporters, making it plain this morning that in the current border security negotiations... There's not going to be any wall money in the, in the, in the legislation. Speaking with reporters at the Capitol today, Pelosi doubling down. And I hope that any shutdown would be taken off the table as a reasonable approach to governance. So you got all your troops out there saying Democrats are united in agreeing that border security is important. And even though we have hundreds of miles of physical barrier and we're talking about lengthening, fixing, replacing, etc. There's not a dime for that. That just doesn't make any sense. It does if you just won the last little go-round, according and, to everyone. And that's your goal, uh-huh. just winning the politics that's, as opposed to governing yeah. the country. That's what I was saying. Right. Uh, anybody who says that Nancy's beating him at the art of the deal, well, well, the business of being in politics is just getting reelected. You don't have to accomplish anything. Holding power. Yeah. That's your goal. Meanwhile, California's new governor's talking immigration. Governor Gavin Newsom in San Diego today discussing his proposal to spend millions of dollars on a so-called immigration rapid response program. The idea he's promoting is to get services to asylum seekers immediately. Newsom calls the situation at the border a humanitarian crisis. I thought it wasn't a crisis. Except it was a crisis. Then it wasn't. Now it is again, apparently. Yes. All right. And, and, and Gavin's top priority is getting taxpayer money, citizen money, to whoever sneaks in as quickly as possible. Yes. Or, or, or shows up at the port of entry. That's astounding to me. Uh, the brutally cold weather impacting flights across the country still. According to Flight Aware, more than 2,100 flights canceled today with nearly 1,100 delayed. Southwest Airlines, which operates a large hub at Mid- uh, Midway, has another 500 delayed or canceled flights working or not working. Do, does de-icing even work in, uh, like, as cold as Chicago is, in for some instance, of these right cases, now, or Minneapolis, it, no, Paul? In some of these cases, I heard it was not. Right. It was yeah. not working effectively. Well, it would take a lot of convincing to get the average Facebook user to stay away from the social media platform. And a study by researchers at Stanford shows that four... I have successfully stayed away the entire time it's existed from Facebook. For free. For free. It has cost me nothing. You, sir, are a rarity. A study by researchers at Stanford shows that four out of ten Facebook users say they've taken long breaks. However, the study found the average user would have to be paid... Somewhere between one and two thousand dollars to stop posting or perusing for a year. We need to talk about the Facebook Apple feud going on right now. Apple punching Facebook right in its Facebook. And uh, how do you like them apples? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, that's well, a good one. Well, both, of you, both of you guys with zingers. Oh, yeah. please, really, really good stuff. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> One of the things we track here at the Armstrong and Getty Show are shark attacks, and it turns out sharks are biting humans less often these days, and the scientists don't know why. Thank God. Especially in Nebraska. It's practically unheard of. Because <laughs> they're busy beating, eating monarch bullf- butterflies. That would have been good. Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. Oh, the crowd's turned on him. Boo. <laughs> For more than 60 years, every known shark attack against humans has been recorded in a database known as as the International Shark Attack File. So you sit there at your desk, keeping the file. <whistles> Twice a year, somebody says, Shark bit somebody. All right. Oh, yeah. Put where? that in the file. <laughs> this year, the scientists... On the leg. No, I mean, where on Earth? <laughs> South Africa again. All right. 
thanks. <laughs> sit there for another six months. This year, scientists at the University of Florida, where the files are located, noticed a sudden decrease in shark attacks worldwide. Hey, it's been seven months. It went from six. hardly any to none, or what? Right. No, there were just 66 in 2018, down from the five-year average of 84 annual attacks. Yeah, there are people that make their living studying this. Okay. Yes. Yes, indeed. Scientists uh, aren't sure exactly uh, why the attacks are dropping. Faster swimmers. Actually, I was kind of surprised to learn there were only sixty-six, right? You know, or and, only eighty-four, and, 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 and those are those are bites. Yes, period. And yeah, m- most are not fatal. Out of how many people on Earth? What, like a couple thousand? <laughs> yeah, 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 right. So it's, yeah. Good point. Percentages are pretty good. A good few point. hundred people. Well, believe- what are those statistics, statistics on that? You'd have to get struck by lightning holding a winning lottery ticket, right? Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were four fatal shark uh, attacks last year. Wow. Four. Unbelievable. There you go. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm in the ocean. I'm thinking about a shark. It's just, I don't know. It's the way human beings' minds mm. work. Uh, I tell you this, though. We're talking about sharks. Shark fin soup is a horror and a crime against nature. Never eat it. Never order it. Make it illegal. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Asia. So what uh, What did I claim I had? That's oh, the surveillance good. capitalism. Oh, yeah, what that is. Shocking. It's a little troubling. It's coming our way. This is from the movie Jaws. Gotcha. Shark was a little... Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's entirely a, a competition based on home field advantage. Come up onto the beach, Mr. Shark. We'll oh, yeah. see who the tough guy oh, is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're real tough out there in the ocean. Yeah. That's what I would say to the show. gasping for breath, baby. Bro, sand in his gills. Right? <laughs> wow. The shark in Jaws was a little cartoonish. I mean, it was a little, little mechanical, little... What do you want? It's the 70s. Mm. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The last time we've had a transformation in society this big, according to a lot of smart people, was around 1500 when the printing press came around. I mean, that's how big a deal the whole internet is and everything that surrounds it. Sure. And, I, you know, it's not hard, it, not hard to believe that that's true. It's as big a deal as that. The printing press... Uh, brought along with it so many different things. And nobody at the time knew that the printing press, okay, what could that do? Well, it will undermine the authority of the mighty Catholic Church, with the time, which at the time ruled much of the world. Um, create unheard of professions and industries, change the shape, actual shape of our brains as we started doing something we didn't used to do, which was reading. And we talk about that all the time with the Internet, the way it's changing our brains. We all can feel it. Right. It's going to change brains for the next generations. Right. Huh. It's funny. It's so obvious a point, but hadn't occurred to me. Just reading was new for, you know, the vast majority of people. You could have a monk transcribe something, but who has a monk? So were there people complaining at the time? I want to read all the time. I used to be able to just plow all day long. Right. Didn't bother me a bit. Now I just think, God, I want to read the latest whatever. My brain, I just, I just don't have the, the attention span I used to. I used to be able to stare at a mule for a week. <laughs> right. Now I find myself daydreaming about treatises. 
<laughs> anyway, so this uh, this brings up this whole idea of surveillance capitalism, which is, is a long article from The Guardian that is then distilled. Well, it starts with a thousand page book distilled into a Guardian article, distilled into a New York Times article by Thomas Friedman. But the surveillance capital if you can idea distill is, that into a BuzzFeed uh, uh, clickbait list, that'd be great. Well, I'm kind of, a listicle. Now I'm going to try to distill it into a three minute radio screen by a halfwit. That happened being me. Um, But surveillance capital has existed for quite some time. We all know that. That's the idea that uh, Facebook, Google, other people um, turned our information into a a way to make money, which Mm -hmm. is something that nobody had really thought of before. Which is why Apple's so mad at them. But where it's going next, which is really hard to wrap your head around, is... um, these computers are getting so powerful and so big and so fast, they'll be able to crunch so much information over a long period of time that they will be able to predict human behavior very accurately. Oh, boy. Which makes sense because we do things for a reason. Psychologists will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Everything you do, there is a reason for it. Unless you're a crazy person. Um, Why'd I just do that? Because <laughs> 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 you're silly. <laughs> Um, but there's a reason we do everything. And so with, with with more data than any human being could ever even possibly imagine sure. putting together from people all around the world over many years, you'll have a predictive model for human behavior. Right. What they're right. going to do, what they're going to buy, when they're going to buy it, when they're going to want a new one, uh, and then all kinds of worse things that governments then that could probably use. What would appeal to these people? How would they react? How does somebody who's going to resist the government act? What do they do? Oh, yeah. We can what? identify oh, you boy, there's a good accuracy. One. There's a good one. And if we end up with a couple innocent people against the wall, who cares? There's a good one where they could pl- plug into a computer or figure out, by looking at it around the world, the very sort of person that would rebel against their government. Mm-hmm. Or rebel against anything. Right. Or maybe become a criminal. But then that gets into some weird territory, too. But I don't doubt that that will happen. Mm, yeah. That they'll be able to compile enough information from billions of people over decades that that's just human beings are as predictable as anything. And what what will what will they will do with that? Right. What, depending on who that is. I think it's also interesting that the printing press was the last time there was this kind of panic around misinformation or fake news is the modern kind of the saying of it. But. When the printing press was initiated, everybody thought that the well, the most popular book that's going to be brought off of this will be the Bible. People are just going to the Bible will be more populated. But it was books about the the Salem witch trials, and and that's how all the witch burning stuff. All about of, witches in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's the stuff that became the populous popular books that were made off the printing press. Sure. Very quickly, people figured out. Yeah, I can I can print any crap <laughs> and pass it around, and people will believe it. People buy it. Well, it's on print. It's got to be true. Right, right. Just like it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Actually change the brains, just like the brains are being changed now. Oh, boy. Um, I I hope I live long enough, I think, to see where a lot of this is going. Tom Friedman has in his article an example of how our our elders don't understand any of this stuff. As uh, one senator asked Mark Zuckerberg, how do you make any money? What's your business model? (laughs) And Zuckerberg explained to him, well, we, we, we sell advertisements. With the senator not realizing that, one, they sell advertisements, 
and he's on the committee that oversees this sort of thing. Uh, One that Facebook God help us. Not only does Facebook sell advertisements, but they have the ability to target those advertisements to, to, to specific people. Right. We're already at that point. Right. And the people that oversee that sort of thing don't know that that's the way it works. I mean, and this is like, this is old information. This is not even cutting edge, right? Right. But wow. if, if if the the people that are supposed to protect us from this sort of thing are, are that far behind. Right. Well, that's a little discouraging. Yeah. Head of the FCC saying this telephone thing, how does it work? You're speaking into it. What good does that do you? Well, there's somebody at the other end who hears you. What? Does that make sense to you that they could predict... What humans would do with great accuracy. Sure. And I think so, too, because we, 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 there is such a thing as human nature. Well, and we're so connected at this point that any inaccuracies it has, I mean, it's you're 95% likely to do this. Well, if you do the 5% thing, they'll know it immediately and adjust, um, if or you know the, what I mean. It's, or the people that do the 5% thing have these other attributes. That right, with, so they'll with see the, it coming. With the amount of data that they'll be able to crunch. Which would be, which is, you know, boggles the mind. You know, it's funny. I find myself wondering. I have two very distinct ways to get to work. Um, one, I had I helicopter, take a, your private helicopter, exactly, and the other, my uh, my Gulfstream. Uh, no, I can either turn left out of my driveway and go yonder, or mostly the highway, or I can turn right out my driveway and take the back roads and get on a highway. Go clear elsewhere. around the world, and I just <laughs> would you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I do it at random. It's entirely a whim. Huh. I will be rolling down my driveway, and I'll think, yeah, I feel like that route today. I wonder if there's a pattern to the way I do it, and I'm just not aware of it. it I'll bet sure. two out of three Thursdays, because I'm at that point in the week, I'm kind of tired of the same old. I just, I'm, I'm just not aware of it. But if, if, you're, if all the data, you, so everybody's going to be wearing a Fitbit of some sort, all of our biological data is going to be pumped into a computer that will be accessible to everybody, and they crunch all those numbers. Mm-hmm. Every time your a left foot hurts, or your heart rate's over 80, or whatever it is, you turn left. <laughs> Who knows why? Every time my foot hurts. <laughs> my but foot hurts now. But they'll know that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they'll have so much data about us. Is that a... Uh, well, you know, there's a reason the title of Brave New World is, is is what it is. Because it sounds so positive, but it's obviously... It's wry. It's ironic. That sounds great in a lot of ways. I mean, if I'm... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I play golf in the sun. Maybe me and the fellas have a couple of cocktails. Imagine that. And I wake up a little dehydrated... I'm just going to open my front door and see some Gatorade right there, or Pedialyte, or whatever that stuff is that people take. I mean, there are advantages. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, if I, for a single moment, think, you know, this government is oppressive, there will be a guy, uh, you know, he'd just be in my living room all of a sudden. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And I'll be done. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Hey, kids, it's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. All right. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Keep it down. Uncle Joe has a headache. Uh, Let's get a final (laughs) thought from everybody to uh, wrap up the hour. Hey, uh, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? All right, A&G staff, bring your appetite tomorrow. We got hot cheese and bean dip. Pace yourself. It's filling, and I'm not responsible for overdoses. Pace myself. I'm going big early. Cheese and bean dip. I'm going to run the fan in here. Super Bowl party starts tomorrow. Uh, Positive, Sean. Your final thought? Yes, the uh, the de- uh, to further the deep mind conversation, how quickly these AI things can amass the data as compared to our human fleshy counterparts. 
the the deep mind which plays the people in video games they spent a week learning the starcraft game that they just played a human person in in that week they they amassed 200 years worth of playing experience yeah the game's only been around for 20. Blowing my mind. Marshall Phillips, final thought. I don't often remember my dreams, but I had one last night where Arnold Schwarzenegger was my agent, and he was getting me some amazing deals through muscle power and cunning. Yeah, Marshall. Yes. We have yes. many opportunities for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much like that. Don't forget my cut. Jack, do you have a final thought? I realize this last 20 minutes sounds like we've all been smoking weed, just sitting around talking about uh, crazy stuff. But uh, there is a book out about it, if you're into it, Surveillance Capitalism, and uh, it's pretty darned interesting. Yeah, I think that might be worth a read. My final thought is to quote the most excellent film, Mateer, who is writing in the San Francisco Chironicle. There are more needle drug addicts in San Francisco than there are high school students. That's crazy. That's weird. That's foreign. That's unimaginable. What sort of town has more needle junkies than high schoolers? Has that ever happened? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting structure. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com if you would like to email us. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I can predict your behavior. You will tune in tomorrow. <laughs> See you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. The girl was going to spend the night in jail, but got out of it by rolling doubles. Armstrong and Getty.